Optimize My Life Presents. Rising to the Majors, Laugh in the Face of Adversity with host Gavin Johns. We are live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join us live by calling 714-816-4686. Out of respect for our guests and hosts, please limit comments and questions to one minute at a time and on topic to the show. Thank you and welcome our host Gavin Johns and Rising to the Majors. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the at nine o'clock. Well, that's uh, way out there in the ocean, eight o'clock in Eastern time, and uh, the rest of the country. It's all about the same time in our, our time zone where we meet on Monday nights. Uh, we have the privilege. We've got to rise, talk about rising stars. Uh, Gavin Johnson, a gentleman who has started out in a career uh, in athletics education and reaching out to people and as a young man he's been setting a stage and set together some programs for himself he was and still is working to become a major league baseball player he's also an author has written a phenomenal book it's called laughing in the face of adversity and uh what person who has not accomplished something hasn't had to do that and so i'd like to say first of all i see that Gavin is on. This is your show, Gavin. Good evening. How are you tonight? Good evening, Ron. Thanks for uh, thanks for the introduction. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited for tonight. Anyone listening um, or to the recording, it's it's going to be amazing. Going to be a lot of high value, and and we're going to give the people what they want. So I'm excited, Ron. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, uh, a number of years ago, had the privilege of meeting a gentleman. And just like a lot of people in your life, you come to know somebody that in most instances, you never would have met them. You can honestly look back and say, you know, God had to have something to do with that. And I would tell you that in my case, my Linda and I, my wife, our case, we met Joel and Arnold Griffin 40 years ago. And what a dynamic change and impact that he made in our lives. And I hate to say it as past tense because we lost Joel a, year, a little over a year ago to cancer, but his life and his image and his leadership still goes on because he set a pattern for each of us to live by. And what we found when we met you, Gavin, is that you have similarly set off on a course that really parallels the path that Joel set out about being a servant leader, about learning how to overcome and go through the steps because it's something we'll almost face. Uh, the Hope Collection, which sponsors this show, is a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, we've been in existence for over 10 years. This radio show that we're broadcasting on, is, the platform is called Blog Talk Radio. It was founded by a multi-multi-multi-gazillionaire, a man who was known for really leading the co- in the 20th, 30th century, in the now, he was the leader in the marketing and discovering the evolving methodologies of marketing. And um, he invented and developed the first 
um, uh, info commercials, television utilizing airtime space on the television. He created this kind of a platform where we can call and talk to each other all over the world and record it and expand it. And today, where I think we're on, I think Mary had mentioned our, our uh, tech guru, Mary Stanley, who was on the board of the Hope Collection, uh, former um, uh, veteran, and uh, she's an expert in telecommunications and computers. And we now are, I think, on five or ten platforms that we're reaching out around the world. So, Gavin, uh, we have this space that you're utilizing as an opportunity to be able to, in your heart, you, you shared that you are looking forward to leading people and young people. And I know I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I'm, I'm the old guy. But you're leading us with some great wisdom and experience and demonstration of character. And right now, doesn't the world need more of that? Uh, I think if we had more people who had been elected to office who had character, character, they would be. We wouldn't be in the trouble we're in. But you don't believe in shortcuts. You believe in following uh, the principles that God's laid out. And I just want to take a moment before I turn this back over because it is your show. But I have, couldn't help. But we we belong to a uh, book of the month club for 40 years that Joel Griffin invented. And uh, there's a group of very highly successful businessmen that meet and uh, uncover books that are principled and growth and personal development. And for that, you can join the standing order and get a fresh new book or an old book. I got one time we with Joel, I was really shocked. We got, remember the book, um, The Magic of Thing Big by David Schwartz. Wow, that's that's like a, um, the beginner's book to how to get started in having an attitude to be successful. Uh, how about um, uh, possibility to move ahead with possibility of thinking? That's uh, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale or Self-Love by Dr. Robert Schuller. I can go on and on and on about the books that we've come to read. Tonight, before I came to the show, I happened to pass by a little book that sat in the corner and it's a little black book. And the name of it, Gavin, is The 100 Most Important Bible Studies for Leaders. And I got to tell you, I'm just perusing. And by the way, this book's available. And uh, the first page of the book starts out by saying, I know I have yet, not yet reached the goal, but there's one thing I always do. Forgetting the past, straining toward what is ahead, I keep trying to reach the goal to get the prize for which God called me through strength in Christ above. I just what a moving way to start out. This book you can have it you give it to somebody and dedicate it to them that's in the front end of the book and it starts out to say you you and I have a personal friend, um famous world famous, uh Dr. Uh, Captain Len Kane, and this is the first words in this chapter of this book. Do unto others what you would want them to do to you. That's Luke. And um then it goes on with all the different verses in the book that are here. And there's an introduction. It says, by remaining authentic, you can face challenges successfully. And so I'm going to just leave that with everybody, that that's a book available, 100 Most Important Bible Verses for Leaders. So you can keep that as kind of a handbook and with you wherever you travel. But, you know, you have demonstrated, Gavin, I know you've gone through some real challenges that the average Joe ain't going to go anywhere that doesn't choose to take the path you've chosen. 
So you say, well, I'm just an average Joe. Well, you don't have to be. In fact, I don't think God created any one of us to be the average Joe. He created us for greatness. And as I met you, and I'm proud to be here with you on this call right tonight, and I'll turn it all back to you, and we'll listen in to you as you share the nuggets of wisdom that you have for us tonight. And I would encourage anybody listening either directly or you may be hearing us on a different platform, which doesn't show up on my dashboard. But if you care to, you should get connected with directly with Gavin Johns because he can help you grow forward. He's an advisor, and he's an inner part of the inner circle of the Hope Collection, the 501c3. And we'll take it away, Gavin. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Ron, and thanks for um, thanks for the book recommendation as well. And uh, yeah, just thanks for your continuous wisdom and, and encouragement in my life. You're uh, a great mentor and role model and and friend. And I'm honored to be a part of the Hope Collection, be a part of the Optimize My Life Radio, and and uh, you know be able to help each other and then help inspire the world. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially when you have, you know, great people alongside of you. So I'm really thankful for you, Ron. Well, you are certainly welcome. And you deserve all the credits that you get because you're earning them. And you're setting an example that we love. Amen, amen. Well, thank you so much, Ron. Um, yeah, I love that verse that you shared, by the way, about, you know, not looking back uh, not looking forward and, uh, you know, to, to be where our feet are, you know, and it's so easy nowadays, you know, there's a lot of distractions and, um, you know, a lot of experiences that people have uh, in their past or, you know, some things that it could be fear or anxieties about the future, but, you know, you're, you're right. I, I love that verse about, you know, just being in the present moment and that's all we have control over, you know. And so that's powerful. Thanks for sharing that encouragement as well. Well, so, uh, you, you wanted to share. Oh, what was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that, Ron? Oh, no. You I got said you're you living it every day. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And you as well. And um, just, just great reminders, you know, for for anyone you know, um, so for today, I wanted to, you know, last week we went over faith, hard work, and perseverance. You know, those are three principles and, and things that have helped me get to where I'm at today. Uh, this week, I wanted to go over preparation, patience, and opportunity. Uh, so I wanted to start with preparation. Uh you know, in, in my life, in, um, in baseball, in business, uh, in school, uh, relationships, um, you know, things, things, take, things take effort, you know. And um, I just want to share, you know, just some encouragement and inspiration for everyone about, you know, the work that it takes to become successful in whatever you want to do. Um, you know, I, I know last week we talked about, uh, you know, all hard work leads to profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Or poverty. 
So this week I wanted to go over Proverbs 24:27. It says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. Uh, when I was at UCLA learning from one of the greatest coaches ever in college baseball, um, his name's Coach Savage, he just instilled a lot of wisdom in me about baseball but about life. And one thing he taught me was um, – about cor- corporate knowledge. So this doesn't just mean, you know, you know, in a, in a corporate business sense. It means, you know, corporate as in, a, as in a whole sense, not just, you know, when you want to be successful in something, not just learning one thing about it, learning everything you can about it, you know, and absorbing. Um, and, you know, just like, you know, I, I've been doing in the Hope Collection, you know, sometimes I join the noon radio show and I don't even speak. I just listen because I love learning, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, people have a lot more knowledge than me and wisdom. And, I, you know, that's that's how I become wise and knowledgeable myself, you know, just learning. And so that corporate knowledge has really taken me far today, you know. And for baseball, you know, when I'm learning, you know, about the game, you know, I'm studying the pitcher. I'm studying the other team. I'm studying my own swing. I'm studying Major League Baseball players' swing and just learning as much as I can. And, um the next part of that is, um, you know, once you learn, then you try, you know, then you put it to the test, right? It's almost like this trial and error type thing when you're on track on the path to achieve success. There's, you know, failure is a part of success, and it's a part of the preparation. It's a part of the learning. Um, but once you find what works, you know, that's where repetition comes in. You know, for baseball, you, once you find what works, you repeat it. For business, you find what works, you repeat it. And then uh, one of my coaches, Lou Colon, he actually um, he wrote a little bit in Laughing to Taste of Adversity. Um, actually, let's read his quote. Let's see what he says. So Lou says – oh, he says right here, he says, so Lou is a Team USA baseball infield coach, and he's a former professional baseball player himself. Lou says, your success is an inspiration to everyone. An effort a day keeps the failure away. This is only beginning, only the beginning of a journey to bigger and better things. Uh, you know, Lou taught me about that, that work ethic, uh, learning from failure, repetition, and also after you get that repetition, you find what works, then you can add your own style to it, you know, and that's what makes everyone unique. They add their own style, you know, for me, for baseball, for someone in business, for you know, just that uniqueness, unique style. Uh, that, and that's when it gets fun, but that takes time. You know, they say it takes, you know, 10,000 hours to really master something. And that's, that's a lot of hours. It can, there's a lot of monotonous, boring time. Uh, but Ron, I wanted to ask you, you know, for you and your life, you know, you've been extremely successful and I, I know you've had to overcome a lot um, to get where you're at. Um, you know, how, how has, how, how vital has preparation, you know, played into, uh, you know, your life, and, you know, what can you speak about that, would you say, in regards to, you know, becoming successful and, and uh, you know, overcoming adversities, would you say? Well, thank you very much for even asking, and I'm, I'm humbled um, because, you know, we've come a long way from where we started out. I was just, uh, uh, I'm going to do a little background, and I got out of high school, I believe, um Someone wrote in my yearbook, most likely not to succeed. My mother cried when she read that because she bought the book for me. And, 
you know, um, and, and I'll just say moving ahead to the, where we're at today, I've been a commissioner for the city of Buffalo, helped rewrite the charter for the city. Um, I've been asked a couple terms. I was a two-term president of the International Printing Association for the World, actually hosted a 700-family uh, convention here in Buffalo. Um, I'm a Gideon. I help speak in churches, and I've been fortunate that I'm able, because of my travel business, today, I actually get Bibles in the third world countries. I've even gotten Bibles delivered into Cuba. By the way, they're illegal, and uh, people get caught with them and go to jail. But we had a group of people going there, and uh, they were willing, and they smuggled them in. I got Spanish versions, New Testaments, and they took them to an orphanage. And when they opened the case up, the head lady running the orphanage cried because she didn't have, hadn't held a Bible in her hands for 25 years. So I believe, you know, we talk about how persevering and overcoming. When I was young and um, I was in retail management, it was the farthest thing in my mind ever that I would ever be doing or accomplishing. I got into um, retail management at an early age, J.C. Penney's, J.C. Murphy Company, um, started uh, the Internet and um, the marketing and development developing the retail market for auto part sales. In the past, it was always wholesale. You could only be a, you had to be a service station certified to get parts. You couldn't be a customer like you and me, walk in the store and ask for a starter and stick it in or put brakes on my car. You had to go to a dealer, and that's the only way you had access in the marketplace, or they sold them to you at retail. So we developed that market, and, you know, it was, it was fun. And uh, those were my early days, and... Uh, then later, I got involved in printing and marketing, and we had some successes there, too. Uh, one challenge I had um, in the printing industry, um, we were making displays for the grocery market, grocery stores. And the company I was working with is called Chungking Foods. So you heard LaChoy, their competitor. And uh, anyways, they, they were going to have, a, they wanted to do a big promotion, and they never had done it. And uh, they didn't have a budget. They didn't have a sales force. And we created a whole program for them. And we actually, the, the, the visible part of the program was, um, it was the year of the dog. Can you imagine I had to convince the uh, sage, the 80-year-old Chinese guy with glasses, you can just picture him, you know, in the long whatever robe they wear and glasses and little beer, gray beard. And Grandpa didn't want to do He wanted the year of the dog because that was the year that, you know, they celebrate. And I said, in the United States, that's not a good thing to do. And I had to convince him of that. So that was a challenge and then all the other issues. But we came up with an idea that we'd build a junk, a cardboard Chinese junk. And on that junk, we'd put a, you know, a... Um, uh, wood pallet and on that we'd stack out all the food that the kind of food they sold and then we got in the front of it was like a tray and the back was a tray and uh, we got dole pineapple to join in and help cause the further cost because again they didn't have a budget so i got partners on it and we ended up uh, actually outperforming Lachoy in the first quarter of chinese new year's in february and first quarter of the year we blew them out of the market in total sales and how do we do it? Well, we just had a vision 
that they wanted to increase sales. By the way, we did about $5 million of business nationally. And uh, they were real happy with the program we put together. And it was extensive and had a lot of help. My good company that could print and deliver the goods. And then we did all that. Well, it was all, let me tell you, there were some times along the way the um, I had started earlier working with this company to do some promotion. I got it through an ad agency, the, the contact. And so I had to be loyal to them to help support it. And the ad agencies do the artwork and all that. And uh, they wanted involvement with it. And I, oh, great, okay, I don't care. Uh, and they were really good. But then they told me three weeks into the project that uh, they couldn't deliver in time. And I said, well, we have a due date that we had to have to be able to produce the product and display. And uh, when they said they couldn't do it, I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you can't, I got someone who can. I didn't give up. And it was like uh, they were telling me, they told me they weren't going to do it. They said, well, we can't do it. We're not going to do it. I said, well, I've already made a commitment, and I had already bought into this as, you know, you get involved as a leader of a project, and you're the salesperson, and, yeah, I got paid commission, so I didn't want to lose that commission either. And the people on board were really, the company was on board, and they were willing to pay for it. So overcoming that with the ad agency, they're a third party, but they were going to just, they were going to deep six it. And I had to walk a thin line because, in reality, the billing was going to come through them because they were going to carry, you know, a quarter of a million dollars to put all the pieces together. Well, that took some real deep digging deep and said, do I really believe? Is this really the right thing? And have we got the way? And can we succeed? And everything I had experienced in Dawn, and, again, that experience preparing, you're talking, use that's the word, use that word, preparing. I can remember way back when I was young and I would develop programs to sell and prepare. I was prepared because I'd experienced, and by the way, I'd failed. I had some projects that weren't successful. I had some jobs that weren't successful. I had some people didn't necessarily believe in me. And I had a choice. I could believe them or believe, well, either Linda, my wife, and my mom, because we were so family close. And, who was I going to choose? I had to choose who I was going to listen to. And sometimes that's a hard thing to do if you've got family pressures. It's hard to tell a family member, hey, I don't want to go this route. I'm going this route. And those are moments. And I will tell you that early in our life, um, I came to be exposed to having a strong faith. And thanks to Joe and Artis Griffin, and my best man at my wedding, Craig Shelgren, and some other people later on, Rick Reese, became mentors in understanding how I could prosper in my life, my soul, my spirit, my life, if I developed my faith and I allowed it to grow. I didn't, I didn't put my foot on the hose. I didn't fight it. <laughs> those, are, those just things didn't happen overnight by going to church one time. That was, um, I'm talking about, I'm 70 now. I started on my career in retail marketing and advertising basically when I was 18. And uh, made choices along the way, and some of them were <laughs> really bad. Um, and I didn't always have family members, hardly. 
frankly, uh, until recently, I can't say I had anybody in my immediate family that ever really bought into what Lynn and I, the path Lynn and I chose. We've had to go, I'll call it go it alone, but we were never alone. We found people like you, Gavin, that have similar passions, foundations, and belief that you can overcome and believe. And when you put something in your heart and you have faith that God wants you to go through it and lead you there, as long as you're willing to serve others, you can get it done. So that's the story, I guess. I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. Thanks for sharing all the details. And I love hearing every aspect of it. And I know anyone listening got a lot out of it, too. You have a really inspirational story, Ron, and uh, you proved a lot of people wrong. And, you know, you continue to prove yourself right. And, and, and those who are close to you and Linda, I'm super proud of her, too. And uh, I know, you know, God is just super encouraged by, you know, you two both just making the most out of your life and each day and how many people you've impacted as well is uh, really, really inspiring, to say the least. Fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Uh, we may do some crazy things like um, uh, decide to go on the 4th of July and walk a half a mile or a mile and a half or whatever it was so that we can have our friends see his first fireworks over the over the fire Niagara Falls. That was when we determined that that was going to be your first exposure to seeing that life. First of all, it's um, one of the uh, wonders of the world. And we so, we so desperately wanted to share that with you. And so it happened. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did that. <laughs> Now you know how to blow and, up. Uh, yeah, talk yeah. about perseverance. You, per- you persevered in that walk. Yeah, we we um, and uh, we just first of all, you inspired me, Gavin. I saw you showed me. Um, you know, we had chatted, and you shared with me how the ninety-one mile an hour fastball made its way to hit you <laughs> right in the wrist. And then you showed me the x-rays. My God. And then you're still playing pro, pro ball and you're going to make it back into the majors. See, that perseverance, how could I not walk a little bit and figure out a way to walk? I hadn't walked that far in four years. And between that, I had a knee replaced, I had a stroke. But I said, i got to show this guy. If I don't – see – you had said, I'm inspiring you. Well, if I didn't do that, you wouldn't have had that inspiration to know that that old guy can do it. I can do it. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the story. If you can do it, I can do it. That's that's the name of the story. It's not fancy, but it's true. And someday when you have children, they're going to be able to look back. They're going to be able to read your book. They're going to hear from other people that are going to say, you know, your dad, here's what he did. Here he chose. He didn't always get the same. He got advice. He took advice. This is really key, that you take advice from people who are qualified to give it. Everybody's got a belly button. 
Everybody's got a belly button. You can hear everybody's talking about, you know, Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the best team this year. And someone say Buffalo. Oh, no, no, they, they're not going to make it. They don't have the right guys. No, no, no. The New York Jets, they got Aaron Rodgers. He's he's only 80 years old, and he's, last year he was burnt out. But he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Right. So, you know what? you got to say. Now, if I was learning to be a quarterback in the NFL, I'd want to be mentored by Aaron Rodgers. Be mentored. I don't know that I could take a guy from Kansas City. He's a a smart ass. I don't see people who are true mentors. They're not smart dogs. They're not cocky and they're not show-offs. What they do is they're humble. They realize the talent they have is from God, and that's their source, and so he can take it too. And you know, you've been through situations where, well, temporarily just said put another bump in the road to say, well, we got to get over this one, so we'll go to the next one. And Gavin, we're going to get you back at that plate because they need you. The, the public needs Gavin Johns hitting some doubles over the you know center field, doing that, to, getting the record for the single greatest number of doubles hit in a season. See. Those kind of things can all happen because you have faith. And it all starts there. You have hope. You know, you've got to have faith because hope is faith. Hope is Christ. Hope is the answer. And as you cling to that, then you can be benefited from it. You open up the juices and the power of having God's Holy Spirit working in your life. It can make the world a difference when everything is black. You know, the week before I had a stroke, my wife had surgery from shin cancer. And I I didn't feel well. I didn't do well. And quite a guy could have taken me home. But I, I, I tried to bargain with By the way, don't try and bargain with God. He doesn't do that. But I did say she needed me and I needed to be there for her. And he just straight out told me, flat out, Middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning. I give you a mission, son. Get her done. And so my life is all about like being on this call tonight. I I get more strength and excitement and growth because I hope what has been put on my heart can help and bless somebody else. And that's what we're doing here tonight. I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. And thanks for sharing that wisdom as well, Ron. I really appreciate that. Well, it's easy. Your your spirit is so, your spirit and your heart are so right, Gavin. I'm proud to be able to do it and and know that we can strengthen each other, and uh, that we're going to go down the road some more together. And we are. There's going to be some more excitement. There's more exciting things on, in in our um, in our our bag of tricks. We've got more to do here, <laughs> and we're going to demonstrate so that you can maximize your testimony. This is like Testimony Monday. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's actually a great segue into the next one. So we talked about preparation. Now I wanted to get into patience. So, you know, patience, you know, it's a difficult thing, you know, and, you know, it's but it's one of the fruits of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, you know, Love, joy, peace, patience, you know, right there. And, uh, you know, our human, you know, emotions, our human minds, especially now with, you know, how quick 
the internet is, how quick we're able to get things. You know, it's like you can get overnight shipping. You can, you got a question, you just type it in on Google. Like answers are just there, you know. But, you know, what I've found is, you know, the best things that you got to wait for, you know, they don't come instantly. Uh, you know, you got to put in that work, that preparation, but you got to have patience for things to grow. And good things take time. And, uh, you know, whether you're building a relationship, whether you're growing your career, um, whether you're growing your finances, whether you're trying to improve your health, you know, good things take time. And one of my favorite things is the compound effect, you know, and there's this, uh, I know you, you know the, the book, The Compound Effect, Ron, uh, about, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, just stacking every single day, you know, just, just daily deposits and how it, it adds up to bigger amounts than if you were to just occasionally do, uh, you know, put in, put in daily deposits. If, if you were to do it like twice a week, you know, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, pan off as much, you know, and momentum is huge too, you know. And so what I wanted to talk about is how, you know, through when we're, when we're in this waiting period, you know, waiting periods are often so difficult when we want something, but God hasn't yet answered that prayer yet. Um, what I've learned, and Ron, I want to ask you about this too, is, you know, you know, through that process, you know, God teaches us so much. You know, he, he, he helps our faith grow. That's where our character is molded. Um, and that's where we truly learn to trust him. Um, you know, recently, of, of course, as you shared, Ron, you know, with my injury, I've really been, Tested, you know, my patients, and I've had, you know, other situations too, you know, and, and another big one was, you know, when I didn't get drafted to the MLB out of college and, you know, ended up eventually signing a professional baseball contract, but, you know, there was a period there when it was, you know, really difficult to be patient, and, I, you know, I talk about it in my book and laugh at the face of adversity, and I, I remember just, you know, in that moment, just, I was almost complaining. I found myself complaining to God, you know, I don't know if anyone listening has, you know, been in a similar situation, but I found myself complaining to God and just, you know, God, like, you know, why is it taking this long? You know, why me? You know, and, and it's funny, you know, uh, when we ask those big questions or we challenge God, kind of like you shared with recently, you know, it's like, he'll answer us and it might not be the answer he wants, we want to hear, you know, but most of the time we need to hear it. Um, but, um, you know, the answer he gave me was clear as day. He, he, he literally told me that, you know, I need to stop complaining about how long it's going to take and start making the most out of the waiting period. And I was like, wow, like that, that just totally transformed, you know, my mind because I, I was so focused on the end result. I was not focused on what he was trying to do in the moment. And over the next few days, I remember – you know, praying about things, God, what do you want me to do during this waiting period? Uh, You know, a few of those things he wanted me to do was, you know, just keep working, keep honing my craft for baseball, keep improving. But also outside of baseball, you know, I ended up starting a Bible study online with some friends. I ended up starting, you know, the podcast that's now the GG Life podcast for Galvanized Global and different things that I would have never even thought of because I was so focused on my situation, my circumstance, and myself. But God allowed me to, you know, kind of step outside myself, gain a bigger perspective, and really, you know, help 
others too, you know, through difficult times they're going through. So that was the next question I had for you, Ron, you know, it's like, you know, how have you found patients to be beneficial and how can people improve their patients if, if, if uh, you know, they're challenged by that? Well, it's funny you ask that question. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a line or a thought from our pastor. Pastor Dan had an incredible uh, message yesterday and it really talks about um just think of uh, Moses, you know, he, he probably didn't have a whole lot of thinking. You know, he was born from a Jewish mom. She put him in a basket and sent him off into uh, the rush that uh, Egypt, the princess found him and said, oh, I'm going to take and raise him. You know, that story. And then he kind of rose up in, in, in the Egyptian uh, royalty and then he had to leave. Uh, he killed a guy, did something bad, had to rush out of the country, went to Egypt, and out there he learned. Here he was one time, one minute he's in the palace, and the next minute he's herding sheep in Egypt. Boy, that's a real success story. And, uh, you know, he, he had to wow. learn patience. And, you know, I remember I got married and I had dreams that I promised my wife to marry me, we'll go to England. And, um, a couple of well, we were. I ended up getting. I was in retail management. Got transferred to Rochester, New York. They were closing the store, so then I ended up in another little town, corner of New York State, called Jamestown. And that store was built in the turn of the century. The building, and they still swept the floor. It had wood floors, and they still swept the floors with a, uh, with a, um, like I don't know, it was special stuff. Then it was you'd put it on the floor and brush up, and then clean up the floors. And uh, they had a basement, and, you know, it was like an old W.T. Grant, J.C. Murphy, five and nine. And uh, my neighbor was a J.C. Penny manager, and the next day, right after we moved in, said, hey, how'd you work with us? Well, you know, that's like night and day, working from old J.C. Murphy's to, well, you know, five and dime to a J.C. Penny company. And so, yeah, I got this big jump, but I was still in Jamestown. And I remember I used to come home and wonder, what am I doing here? It was a little community. Yes, we enjoyed it. Linda got a prestigious job at the, uh, we, it's called the Journal, but it was a Swedish paper, so we always called it Post Journal because um, Swedes speak with that kind of, they don't even have J's, they say Y's. So we had the Post Journal that she worked there for a long time. And in the town, it was people considered prestigious, didn't pay worth anything, but we got by and the um, <clears throat> thing is we were there and it's like, what are we doing here? And Oh, it's just horrible and I wanted to get out of there. And then one day this gal came up to me at work and kind of in, uh, indicated that she might, her husband might know, her boyfriend might know something. And he was a um, PhD medical guy in um, the county medical center and um, they wanted us to come to their house and we did and at midnight over a candle, he drew out an idea for me on a paper bag. And I looked at him because he didn't finish telling me. I said, great, we'll work it. We'll do it. See, he offered me an opportunity to own something. And one thing I learned, one thing I learned is if you don't own it, you're not going anywhere. See, you own your skill and your batting and your, so you can move and you can go around and you can sell your services to different people. The key in life, if you're just going to get another job, I call jobs today. I'm not, I don't apologize. I'm not shy. 
Having a job is just being an indentured servant because they control your pay and when you eat, when you go, and when you can't. So getting to be a self-owner, 1099 income person, you got control over your future. Now, I still, if I hadn't been in Jamestown, these people led me to Joel and Arthur Griffin. Our paths never would have crossed, never. He's a Ph.D. in math, worked for three presidents as a financial, not just an advisor, financial advisor to three presidents. He spoke in front of Margaret Thatcher and um, the uh, parliament to talk about how free enterprise can make the country go great. See, I had the opportunity to get to know him, love him, him as my best friend for 40 years. But I had to go to Jamestown, New York, the middle of nowhere. When we pulled into town, they were tearing the road up. And the only thing that was coming down the road were some Amish country people because the road was tore out. And towards dinner time, that's all was on the road. We're Amish people. They're great people, nothing about them. But my wife looked at me and said, hey, honey, I guess you're going to show me the world, huh? See, it wasn't exactly a very great auspicious start. But I don't worry, it's where you're headed. And that's what happened. We went from the minors, Gavin, to the majors. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's incredible. Well, that's I incredible. Hope, that's a great I story. hope it can have some effect for other folks. And um, Absolutely. That's just part of the story. Absolutely, absolutely. I love what you said at the end there, too. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And that's so true, you know, that, you know, we got to have that endurance in life and and you know it starts starts spiritually for sure you know and you know god gives us that strength to to keep going even when it gets tough and um that's powerful that's powerful um thanks for sharing the the last point i wanted to share here is about opportunity uh so i had a couple of thoughts about this and i wanted to ask you another question ron um, you know, from my, from my experience that, you know, oftentimes opportunity doesn't, you know, true real opportunity doesn't really, it doesn't really shout. It doesn't really yell. It kind of whispers. It's almost like God, you know, <laughs> um, and you know, my keys to capitalizing on opportunity is that, you know, as humans, we need to limit our distractions. We need to stay focused and, we need to, you know, recognize, you know, what are true opportunities, what aren't. And the true opportunities, what I've learned is that, you know, we still get those butterflies, right? We still have a little bit of, like, fear, a little bit of, you know what I mean, like in the situations, you know, um, where it's either, you know, fear of failure or fear of rejection, you know. But just to encourage everyone tonight listening, you know, when you are presented with opportunities, you know, face them with confidence and and face them with courage and go for it, right? Uh, because, you know, opportunities, although they are everywhere in this world, uh, there are opportunities literally everywhere that, um, from what I've learned, that you, you will hardly, if ever, get the same opportunity twice. Um, you know, obviously, you know, God, you know, he's, he's a just God and he's a loving God and he'll, he'll help us out. But just from my experience, you know, in baseball in business and success that, you know, 
as as humans, especially Christians, we have to capitalize on opportunities, not only capitalize, you know, uh, in our faith and, and sharing the word with, with other people that may not know Jesus, um, but also just making the most of each day. And, you know, I've learned that a lot, you know, through the Hope Collection and you, Ron, is just that, you know, every time, you know, that, you know, I've learned you you and the Hope Collection group, like, that, that's why I get excited and inspired because everything the Hope Collection offers and values and, you know, everything is making the most of each opportunity. And, you know, I used to pray for different things of, I pray for certain results. I pray for certain things to happen. And, and none of those things hardly ever happened. And then I started praying to God for opportunities and then everything started coming and, you know, I still had to capitalize when they came, but I would pray that God would help me capitalize, you know? So it was like I was yeah. trusting God when they would come, and I trust God in the process. But, you know, even for when the national championship, when we won the national championship in junior college, 2016, and uh, I prayed at the beginning of that year, if it was God's will, that we would have an opportunity to win the national championship. When I signed to a professional baseball, I prayed God for an opportunity to play professional baseball, you know? And, I believe Ron and the Hope Collection and, and Mary and everyone, Country Boy and Len is like, are all answered prayers, you know, for opportunities. And just like on this call today, I have several opportunities to, you know, impact as many people as I can, you know, through my story, through my testimony, and through the, not only the great times, but the difficult times that God has gotten me through so that it can help inspire other people and give them hope. And that's why, you know, I feel like I, I align you know, perfectly with the Hope Collection and, you know, Galvanize Global as well. And that's why I'm just so encouraged and inspired to hop on here every time. Well, we're proud to have you doing it. And um, it is a platform that is allowing you to expand who you are, what you're doing. And uh, the world needs more of this. You know, we have um, some multi-gazillion dollar companies that are preaching failure, destruction, personal destruction, economic destruction, trying to condemn prosperity and building up reliance on, well, a lot of stuff, reliance on stuff that's not principled. And uh, what we're doing, we're, we're standing up. We got the armor of God on so that we can do it. You know what I always found so interesting? You know, everybody knows the story of David Goliath, you know, and he went out there to see, he was, you know, a shepherd boy with his brothers. His brothers were professional soldiers. And so dad sent him to go out there and take some provisions to him. And so he went out to the battlefield and they're out there and they're all talking. The other troops, the other uh, people are out there getting ready to fight. The only trouble is they had all just run away because this huge guy, this giant named Goliath, had challenged the Israeli army and said, you know what, I don't have to fight all. We don't have to fight all of you. Just send the best guy you got. And so, they, you know, they were trying to figure who's going to go. And the talk in the camp was, well, you know what, the guy who goes up and slays Goliath, you know what the reward is for doing that? And they got around and all whispering, well, you know what, David heard that. And so, yeah, what? It's, he gets to be a prince riding a horse, never pay taxes. And that was what God was going to prosper, the person who was willing to – God said, I, you, I will prosper you. You will get this. So 
his brothers were all encouraging. Oh, no, David, what do you do? Oh, you just take care of a few sheep back home. You better get back there and, you know, watch out. And, of course, David goes, I, hey, I killed the lion, and I killed the wolf, and I did this. And um, he had to stand up for himself because, quite frankly, his family didn't. And then, of course, all the other Israelis ran because they were scared. I mean, you know, they were smart. I mean, this guy was big. spent his whole life. There's a story. Someone, a uh, person did a study on the speech that Goliath gave, and it was pretty impressive. Uh, he'd run, too. But David stood up there, and this is really cool. Here is an example of faith. David stood up there and he said, yeah, you guy, you come and you're going to kill us and do that and all this and everything. But I came in and I come in the name of God. And so help me, I'm going to beat you. And God, and I'm not, he didn't say I'm going to beat you. He said, God's going to beat you. I have the will of God behind me. And you know what? I'm going to kill you and cut your head off. Now, just for a minute, most people don't remember when they had the flannel panel with a picture and Sunday school teacher having little pictures of David and Goliath and the sheep and all that. And uh, they don't realize that David didn't have anything but a stone in his pocket. Now, you won't you won't say he wasn't prepared because he knew how to use that stone, but he told him he's going to cut his head off. And you know what? Yeah. Gavin, he did. He killed him and he cut his throat. Head yeah. off. And see, that's yeah. faith. That's faith in action when he didn't have anything in his, other than a stone in his pocket, and a, his allegiance and belief in the most holy God. And that's who powered him, and that's what enabled him. And when he did it, it wasn't him. He knows he gave glory to God for it. Everybody likes to say, you know, and yeah, David turned out to be on one hand a great king, and on the other team he was a real man. He screwed up just like the rest of us. And yet he still became and was remembered and was actually in the lineage of Christ. So he wasn't too, you know, God didn't punish him totally. But you know what? He did do what he said he was going to do. And he had the power of the Holy Spirit behind him, and that's how he got it done. If he tried to go out and kill Goliath, he'd have been squashed in a minute. You could have stepped on him for crying out loud. Well, no, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to cut your head off. That's, that's speaking pretty bold, don't you think? Oh yeah, I love that story, wow. and that's you can go through the yeah. scripture and you can study it real quick, word for word. I use that was scripture according to Ron, and I am a Gideon, so I use a license. But that's the truth. That's exactly what happened, and um, God rewarded. See, there's people walk around today that think that poverty is somehow virtuous. Poverty is damnation to God. It's against God's rules. God's rules is for prosperity in our spirit and our lives and our house and relationships. And so we have to fight for that. And it doesn't just fall from heaven. We got to, the, the, the blessings come from heaven, but they don't fall out of the sky. They come through our spirit and God. I know you were looking for amen. that teaching tonight, but you got it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That's powerful. That's powerful. So top three tips for prosperity. What do you got? Pieces I'm of sorry? advice. Top I'm three sorry? pieces of advice for for prosperity. Get closer to God, get closer to God, and get closer to God. <laughs> Amen. He'll provide. Yeah. See, it's the closer we get, 
you know, remembering scripture talks about, you know, the only, you know, the scripture is this. A lot of people don't like this. The truth is Christ said that I am the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. You only get to God by me. Now, there's a lot of people who want to have a different variable story. I was listening to um, David Jeremiah, and his message was, if you take somebody else's plan to get there and you don't use the one through Christ, guess what you're going to end up with? You'll be damned to hell, because that's what he said. Now, that was true. Then he said, I'm the, I'm the vine, and you're the branches. Well, if you get close to him, you have prosperity. You'll be blessed. It says it right in Scripture. You stay closer to the vine and Christ and the, and the branch. The more closer you stand, the more he'll bless you. And if you really stay close to him, he'll really bless you. That's Scripture. That's not Ryan Clayton saying. That's God. That's in Scripture. So you ask me the three things I say tonight. Get closer to God, get closer to him, and then get closer yet. That's awesome. I love that. Well, I'm happy to share it with you tonight. So that's what came on my heart. No, thank you so much. That's really powerful. I really appreciate the wisdom. And, you know, you've had a a lot more experience in this life than I have, you know, and I'm I'm all ears. So thanks so much for sharing. Gavin, I've just just five. I've just failed a few more times, or at least I recognize it. Sometimes we don't even know that we failed. <laughs> Sometimes that's good because if we knew what we did, we wouldn't do it really. Or if we knew what we did, oh, we really, we really put ourselves down. There's a great book. I mentioned, the, you know, obviously the one you need to share in Scripture tonight. The one, most, 100 most important Bible verses, all of them came out of Proverbs. So you... And another 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 great book I mentioned earlier today, The Magic of Thinking Big. So you think big enough to live up to what God wants you to be and do. So that's a, and that's another thing and a place to be. And uh, obviously, Scripture in general. So the closer you can get to all those things and people, you're going to be closer to achieving what it is you want. And God wants, he's a God of abundance. He is a God of abundance. His, his his whole process is for us to grow. He put us in charge of the garden when we created us. He come, he wanted us to run the garden and and be dominion, yeah. have dominion over every animal, everything. We're not supposed to bow down to a dog or a cat. I love my cat, but it's a prop. <laughs> but a cat won't run the house. So so many people relinquish the responsibility they have. And they, they, they humble themselves in front of the wrong the creature we're supposed to humble ourselves from is God. And that is not easy in today's world. Not at all. By the way, I, I wanna let you know our church baseball team ended up winning we were in like last place <laughs> and then they had a big playoff series and for Western New York we won we won the championship. That's awesome. I, uh, I had to share. I mean, I around and share that with you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. Before we close out, I did want to uh, just speak a little bit about Galvanized Global. Um, if anyone listening um, is, is lonely, if you're tired, or if you're unmotivated, we have personal motivation coaches um, that are – able to work with you one-on-one and in a group setting. 
Uh, we also have a positive online community group, and uh, we're faith-based, and we focus on health and mindset. So it's a holistic approach, and you can get more information and sign up on our website at www.gg. Sorry, www.galvanizeglobal.com. It says G-A-L-V-A-N-I-Z-E-D, global.com, or uh, reach out to our email. It's just info.galvanizeglobal at gmail.com. Uh, we have a great team, and we're excited to, to, to help you out if you need it. We have a great online program, and we're here for you. Well, thank you so much, Gavin. We're just uh, so proud, and we look forward to working and going down the road together. And, of course, you're always welcome to be back in Buffalo anytime. And, um, hey, we did another Saturday. We had a little picnic with uh, they called Prime Timers from our church. And um, what did I call them, the old people? Uh, but we had about 30 people for a picnic at the house, and the uh, weather was perfect. And uh, so I ended it with a little celebration some red, white, and blue fireworks, and they loved it. <laughs> I wanted to share that with you. That's awesome. When, uh, when's the next cruise you're going on? Uh, we just booked the airline tickets March 3rd, 4th, and no, 4th, 5th, and 6th. We'll be in Cancun. We're staying at the um, uh, Linda. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, something Vera. Um, it's the wonder, number one resort, all-inclusive in, uh, in Cancun. And uh, we'll be up there for about a week. What's the name of it again, honey? Oh, no, I just moved everything. I just put more stuff in there. She's got a file. You'll kill me. I messed everything up. Just a minute. <laughs> Hi, Linda. Unico. Hi. Uh, Unico. Uh, I hate when he uses my office, he messes my room up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, March 6th through 10th Yes We'll be there Yeah, we've got our airline tickets Bye. reserved uh, Paid for and reserved today So we're doing that We still have a week's vacation That we haven't used yet Actually two uh, We've earned for us That we get uh, We get rewarded Because we keep our business open year round And uh, so we get They want us to take vacations And so they force us so they give you a prepaid vacation, and we we got to choose where we're going to go. We haven't figured it out yet. But uh, one of them, we might just go up to Niagara on the Lake because we all, it's a beautiful old turn-of-the-century uh, town with theater and flowers and beautiful and food. And where there's food, we like to be. So we'll probably go up there for a week. And um, we'll have our friends uh, Robert and Angela Blake from Canada. They'll come down and join us. They live up there about an hour, half an hour away. So we'll be hanging out there. So anybody wants to get into travel, and I say that get into travel, I mean live travel, get all of us. We can show you how to make that work and be another sidekick for you. You guys have a great yeah, weekend awesome. evening and week, and I congratulate you, Gavin, on a successful show tonight, and I hope people will respond to your outreach, and uh, we'll be looking forward to we'll be seeing you again next week, I believe. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. We'll be back on again next week, 8 p.m. Eastern right. time. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for, for joining. And, uh, yeah, God bless. And God bless you, Ron. God bless you, Linda. All righty. Have a good one. Good night. All right. Thanks. Good night, Ron. All right. Bye-bye. Good night.